what is there not to like about CCW right now? Agony, new CCW champion. I mean, and, and the dude's just straight up scary. I mean, this is someone I would not want to see in the locker room if I was a new guy. I mean, just the intimidation factor. He slams the former champ, the then champ, through a casket. And now, what's next? It's quarantine. <laughs> Welcome to CCW Talks. I am your media director, Cecil Sharp, here with a wonderful guest for you. Okay, we're, we're, we're changing things up a little bit. Uh, we had the uh, great Jim Barcelone uh, last week, uh, and this week he is the uh, newscaster and producer for Illini Sports Night, and also a, uh, uh, has his own podcast uh, called NXT Stop. He is the great Peyton Westner. How are you doing, Peyton? I'm doing fantastic, Cecil. How are you? Thank you so much for that beautiful intro, and I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks. Awesome, man. Yeah, we're all stuck in our homes still. Uh, we don't know when this this horrible thing is going to end. Uh, how are you doing in, in uh, quarantine? You know, I haven't developed any new hobbies. Probably need to. Just trying to watch as much professional wrestling as I can, whether it's big promotion, indies. I'm, I'm on YouTube. It's probably my, my go-to hobby. Just looking up a lot of indies and professional wrestling. Just you know, whether it's the big promotions or the little, I'm just trying to absorb as much high skill, top tier wrestling as possible. So that's how I've been spending my quarantine. What about yourself? Oh, it sounds wonderful. Yeah, you know, we're we're do we're still trying to work as much as possible on the on the digital end uh, for Coastal Championship Wrestling. But you know, it's just ready to get back to to wrestling. You know, we we have our, our big shows coming up uh, that are really in flux, and 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 we're worried about that. But but uh, tell me, you know, you you are uh, from the hallowed halls, University of Illinois, myself as well. Uh, you know, Illini Sports is very near and it's dear to my heart. You know, how how do you see Illini Sports uh, going forward? It's going to be very interesting when you have two top players on the men's basketball side and Kobe Cobra and Io DeSumo declaring for the NBA draft. It can really put a lot of things in flux for next year's team. I, I'm not sure whether there'll be an NC an NCAA tournament quality team next year. You would hope so. I, in terms of football, I, I like what Lovey Smith is doing. It takes a little while for you to get the recruits and the graduate transfers that you need, but he continues to really look inside the transfer portal. I'm very encouraged with the way the football team is shaping up. Obviously, becoming bowl eligible and playing in a, the Red Box Bowl yeah. last December is a great step in the right direction. I see that step becoming a leap this year. I, I, I think my big concern is the men's basketball team, but with the way Brad Underwood is coaching this squad, everyone buying in, I really, I know I said maybe they won't make the NCAA tournament next year. That's that's just speculation on my behalf. But then again, I may have just talked myself into it with the way Underwood runs his program. Yeah, you know, losing two great players to the NBA draft, you know, it's it's a blessing and it's a, it's a curse. Um, you know, but but a great coaching will always get through that, and you'll always find new players who will hopefully you know step up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I know I even think Kofi Coburn could return. Um, I know I did a little bit of a deep dive on the podcast ISN now where we cover fighting Illini sports through Illini Sports Night. And, of course, everyone knows the top picks in the NBA draft are all freshmen. Coburn probably just trying to test the waters a little bit, get some feedback from scouts and front 
office executives in the NBA of where he sits through one year. I could see him coming back. Maybe not so much for Io Dusumu. Then again, this is a very unprecedented time in terms of scouting, the process. There right. definitely won't be an NBA Summer League, it looks like. And right. there won't be an NBA Combine as there was not an NFL Combine. So it's very interesting and unprecedented and anything can happen. Can you imagine these players sitting home just eating junk food <laughs> instead of working oh out? It would be horrible. Can you imagine that terrible NFL, uh, you know, rookie uh, rookie condition that we might see? Uh, did you did you watch the Last Dance, the uh, uh, Michael Jordan documentary? I did. I, I did. I really enjoyed it. Um, the the director of it, I think his name's Jason Ayer. He directed the Fab Five documentary. Uh, I think he works for Mandalay Sports Media. If I if I remember or recollect correctly, he did a fantastic job with The Last Dance. Obviously, only two parts in it. gave me a sure. lot of Fab Five vibes in terms of that 30 for 30, the incorporation yeah, love, of music. Yeah, I love that. I love the, the Chris Weber uh, uh, timeout is always iconic for me. I love it. So I, I didn't it even is. realize it was the same director. I believe it is. And it was a lot of things that I learned. Obviously, now being a graduate student at the University of Illinois, I don't recollect too much from the Michael Jordan era. So I enjoyed the deep dive in Scottie Pippen and his decision with his injury. I did enjoy getting into the head of Michael Jordan. So a fantastically well done piece of production from a media standpoint. And I cannot wait to watch the next eight parts. I mean, it, it has to be some of the best sports content ever produced from a documentarian standpoint, I would say. And we're only two parts in, as you know. Yeah, it was wonderful. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait as well. I'm glad that it was made available early. Uh, so uh, let's go on to professional wrestling. You know, this is a wrestling podcast. Coastal Championship Wrestling is the uh, premier uh, professional wrestling independent uh, in South Florida. Uh, and you have a uh, podcast. It's a, a wonderful podcast, NXT um, um, Stop. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, what what made you love professional wrestling? How did you get into professional wrestling? That, that's a great question. Um, one of the first matches I remember was SummerSlam. What year would it have been? It had to be maybe 2000. And the first TLC match between sure. the Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys, and Edge and Christian. Uh, obviously, I, I was only three years old at the time. But it, it filled me with a lot of intrigue hearing, okay, this is a new concept. It sounds like an Extreme Rules match. Okay, let's see how this goes. And I really fell in love in that moment. I became Edge and Christian fans immediately. And then with the Attitude Era, how can you not love guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, the, the Rock continuing in that realm? And what really brought me back to wrestling as of late, because I went through a, a pretty big MMA phase, still I'm a big mixed martial artist fan, I guess a mixed martial arts fan, I should say, watching UFC, Bellator, MMA, whatever it may be. What brought me back was really NXT. And I would say it probably has to do with the proximity, Cecil, especially to me, someone who has family in Orlando, loves spending time sure. in Orange County, the city beautiful, being able to go to house shows, seeing that as a developmental territory. Johnny Gargano, don't hate me for that. But <laughs> I, love the, I, love the, I love the feel that these guys are working towards the main roster. Now, not so much as I consider NXT a main roster brand, but I really love the heart and soul that every talent puts in, whether it's in a promo, whether it's in-ring, whether it's engaging with fans on the outside. I really fell in love with that sort of hunger that you see from these guys trying to advance their career and become household names. You talk about those guys uh, uh, who are hungry uh, on NXT. Uh, but the CCW training facility uh, has plenty of hungry wrestlers. 
there? What is good, my peoples? It's your boy, the dancing machine, the one and only Cha Cha Charlie. And if you love wrestling, then come join us. CCW Training Facility is the longest running professional wrestling school and promotion in Florida. It's located in sunny Fort Lauderdale. Training available for professional wrestlers, managers, referees, announcers, valet, and much, much more. Call or text 954-548-5779 now to start your wrestling journey. And as my trainer, the great Pablo Marquez will say, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Call now, 954-548-5779, and we will be celebrating and dancing all night long. It's cha-cha time. Yeah, I I agree 100%. I think NXT has kind of revitalized the uh, wrestling brand, uh, at least, you know, the World Wrestling Entertainment brand. You know, it took a lot of those elements, obviously, from um, way Ring of Honor, but, you know, New Japan. Uh, and then now uh, uh, AEW, and it kind of runs in a, it, it's definitely main roster now. Uh, and at Coastal Championship Wrestling, you know, we love it because guys like, uh, you know, it's, it's very close to us. Guys at the Performance Center, sometimes they do work out with some of our guys in uh, uh, CCW. They tell us what's going on over there, and it's really world-class. You know, the type of training that they do is just unbelievable, and, and it's it's pretty amazing. But what's more, what I think is is, is pushed NXT is just the storytelling, you know, the, the Gargano and uh, Ciampa matches, Velveteen Dream. You know, what are some of the things that stand out for you in uh, NXT? Well, really during this quarantine time, that's one of the things I've been going back. I've been watching old takeovers, and I think at one point I thought the founding fathers of NXT outside of Triple H, but from a talent standpoint, it had to be like a page Kevin Owens, his confrontation sure. with John Cena. And then you consider New Age, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gargano. But I, I look back at guys that really laid the groundwork for this current age of NXT, and I think of a Sami Zayn. His yeah. title reign was not that large, but he per- he provided some high-quality five-star matches at a time where he was not necessarily a title contender. You think of the first ever NXT TakeOver match. It was NXT Arrival, Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. That's the first ever WWE Network Live match that I can recall. Right. That was, and then they tear the house down. But in terms of current storylines, I cannot get enough of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Who doesn't love a brotherhood split, brothers fight sort of thing? Then you throw in Candice LeRae and her involvement. You mentioned Velveteen Dream, a fantastic talent who has really provided a breath of fresh air in terms of personality and from a character standpoint. Who, I mean, who would have thought that that could even be a character? Maybe you see someone such as a Goldust that, I don't know, maybe you can make a comparison too, but Dream has taken the ball and run with it and undisputed era you mentioned ring of honor everyone from undisputed era had a hand in ring of honor and i go i love going back to watch some of their matches whether it's bobby fish and kyle o'reilly versus roderick strong adam cole or whatever it may be so i know i kind of uh provided a melting pot sort of answer but man there's just so much to like about nxt just as i'm sure there's so much to like about ccw right now yeah 100 you know we we look at uh you know guys like Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, some of these guys who are a little bit smaller, uh, and they had some amazing matches in Ring of Honor, and it, it it absolutely worked when Adam Cole came in and he brought in 
uh, Bobby Fish, and he brought in uh, Kyle O'Reilly. And people who knew knew. You know, they knew the history in Ring of Honor, and it played to kind of grow exactly what they needed to grow. You know, Roderick Strong had, had was already in NXT, was was floundering a little bit. You know, was losing matches left and right. It felt like he was probably going to be, you know, one of those guys who are five six months and leave. Uh, but all of that history played exactly into Undisputed, and and now it's paying off. In, you know, huge. And I think Undisputed is probably the best uh, uh, performing. Uh, um, faction in the WWE right now. Oh, yeah. And if you even consider it, I mean, maybe call me a prisoner of the moment. There's so much to like in terms of comparing it to old factions, whether you look at an evolution or you look at, I don't know, maybe the Four Horsemen, maybe that'd be sure. a little exaggeration. But yeah, there's just so much to like. And I love how each and every one individual, they play off each other, they complement one another. And that's what makes a great faction, in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. I and I love I love the four horsemen, but you know you have that Adam Cole and Ric Flair, you know, or Adam Cole and, and Shawn Michaels. He he looks so much like Shawn Michaels in the way that he wrestles and and also in his appearance that you know something like uh, you know early DX. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely uh, it's definitely wonderful to watch uh, Undisputed right now. How about the girls? The girls in NXT have been transcendent. It seems like any time that a uh, girl moves to the main roster or they or, or, or leaves NXT, it's like two girls uh, take uh, take their place. You know, what are some of your favorite uh, uh, female moments from NXT? Well, I know in terms of recently, I really enjoyed the rivalry between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Uh, that culminating at NXT TakeOver Toronto last August. There's so much to like about the women's roster. I wish there was a mid-card championship or something to really get some of these very talented women some more airtime. I've advocated on my podcast Next Stop for maybe the WWE tag team belts need to go to NXT. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, they live in Orlando. Why don't you have them defend at the, the Performance Center? It'd be pretty easy at this time. Maybe you have someone like Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart or Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Those teams take the belts off them, and then you have some more championships to really showcase that very talented women's roster. And I love the new blood that they have in there. We have, obviously, a veteran or an alumni of CCW and Santana Garrett, who yep. has really impressed me. And I wish, you know, we see her getting excuse the insider talk we see her getting jobbed out a little bit on monday night raw right um, right it was a fine showing but knowing what santana has done in ccw and on the independence and in evolve it just it makes me wish that there was an opportunity for her to have some type of push similar to what we're seeing with a shotzi blackheart but then again with such a loaded roster i'm sure that's very difficult to book and to really spread and allocate that TV time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Santana Garrett is a great example, you know, former uh, CCW women's champion, uh, always, always such an amazing in-ring worker. And, you know, we'd seen her growing up from, from scratch basically. Um, and it's, it's great that she, she got her, uh, uh, she got the ability to get to the WWE. You know, I think it was probably three or four years too late uh, uh, for her. She she deserved it in 2015. Uh, but you know, but that being said, you know, it's it's exactly what you said. You know, would love to see her work more uh, in more meaningful matches. And, and that's unfortunate that you have so much talent. You know, if you look at the the women's roster across the board in WWE, there's so much that someone as good as Santana Garrett can get lost in the shuffle. You know, you have uh, imagine you know Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch, um, you know, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Ronda Rousey, 
those people are untouchable. They're at the top, you know, and then when you go into that second tier of Alexa Bliss or if you even call her a second tier. So when you gets down to someone like Santana Garrett or someone who's up and coming like Bianca Belair, I can easily see why they're they're so lost in the shuffle. And, even and with Charlotte going back team. to going back to win the NXT title, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy that you know it's good to have her there on Wednesday nights, and and I know that they're in a ratings war, but it it kind of like uh, spreads it spreads your your elite uh, talent out, and maybe doesn't give a chance for a um, a Santana Guerra to 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 grow. Exactly, that's kind of how I feel. A couple of weeks into this Charlotte Flair experiment, I guess it would be her second title reign in NXT is what she's still showing up on Monday Night Raw. What are we doing here? Let's give someone, another CCW veteran, uh, an alumni, Mercedes Martinez. Let's get some. Let's get her some more airtime. I mean, she just debuted a little while ago, and I believe it was the Women's Battle Royale back in January in NXT. Then, I mean, let's give her some opportunity. So I understand TV time is at a premium, and it's each and every wrestler's job to market themselves and be able to make the case for them to get TV time. But when you have such a talented roster, I would love to see a Santana Garrett or Mercedes Martinez get a push that is very similar to what we're seeing with Shakti Blackheart. I keep on mentioning Blackheart. She's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, she's wonderful. She, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you cannot speak enough about Shakti Blackheart and her presentation. She really has become a fan favorite, whether it's at Full Sail Live or at the house shows on the Florida Loop. Uh, talking about Florida, it's it's crazy. You know, we're we're, we're in South Florida. Uh, somehow, in some way, uh, the WWE made it so that professional wrestling is essential in the state of Florida. You know, so it's 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 amazing. They're running now, empty audiences. It looks like the uh, uh, UFC is coming down to Florida, and then of course you have Tom Brady and Gronkowski coming into Tampa. Uh, has Florida become like a circus, or was it already a circus? <laughs> Oh, man, I always thought it was a circus. I, I cannot get enough of the Orange County lifestyle. I've said on my podcast, if I can get a Florida room at one point in my life, then I'm doing something right. And, yeah, I, you know, I'm glad that Tom Brady and Rod Gronkowski have decided to take their talents to Tampa Bay Raymond James Stadium. UFC, I don't know if we're going to see too many UFC events. I know Dana White has talked in the past that he wants to get a fight island. He wants to hold events on yeah. Native American reservations, as was in the early days of UFC when they were right. trying to avoid state athletic commissions. Then again, what is going on in Florida? I don't know, but outside of the beaches being open, I'm loving every minute of it. I cannot get enough of everything Florida, as long as we're, we're keeping some sort of social distancing. I know the theme parks have been closed. I know Disney, uh, Matt, I guess it'd be Walt Disney World Resort and Universal Studios I guess Universal Orlando Resort, excuse me. I know they're closed through May 31st. So right. there's not too, there's not too much to do in Central Florida. So maybe I'll have to come down south and hang out a little bit with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we're going to hopefully get uh, CCW working uh, uh, sooner rather than later. You know, we want to be as safe as possible as well. Uh, we have some shows coming up in June. But, uh, uh, you know, we never know because it's it's interesting. And, and it goes into kind of the next thing is when are, when are fans going to be ready uh, to sit in an arena with, you know, in our case, 600 people, 700 people. But imagine in a place like Raymond James Stadium that has, what, 38,000 people. When are people going to be ready to get out there and watch sports again? Oh, that, that's such a great question, Cecil. Hmm. I would say, from speaking from my own standpoint, there is some, there's some, I guess, there's something to think about in terms of knowing 
the health of the person you're sitting by in the stadiums. We've all been at big football games where it's sold out or even a wrestling show, whether it's an indie show where you have around 600 people and you're sitting next to people. It's such an intimate environment. And it makes me think there's going to have to be some type of medical advancement, whether it is a vaccine, whether it's something to ensure the safety other than a mask. A mask works great. I'm I'm still trying to be able to do some cardio workouts and run with a mask outside, not having that good of luck, but maybe I just need to get my conditioning better. Who knows? (laughs) In in terms of when we'll see sports to return to normal with, with fans, I'm not sure. I know just from an academic standpoint, there's some talk that maybe this fall semester will look a little different at the University of Illinois. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm very eager to find out. And I guess, if, you know, if you learn anything in terms, especially in terms of CCW's next shows, Hey, let me know because I definitely want to know. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, it's funny. You, you mentioned that, you know, uh, at CCW, the, the idea is, you know, it's going to be a, a little bit of a slow process, but we have our training facility, a uh, world-class training facility. And uh, all we we realized is, you know, People are, might not be ready to put in a 600, 700-person show. So we have to be ready to be able to run 120 people, 100 people, uh, distance the chairs a little bit, move people out a little bit, make sure that there's a, um, a hand sanitizer, make sure that people are not sick. You know, it's, it's a slow process. And I'm talking about three or four months down the line. You know, uh, I'm not talking about in May. I'm not talking about in June. Uh, but eventually that, you know, when, when it's, it's acceptable to have 100 people, you know, we can make the training facility a, a, a small performance center for us and try to run shows there. Uh, and maybe WWE is thinking the same thing. You know, they're, they're, they, I believe, canceled dates through uh, July. I don't think – I think they've informed uh, August uh, – um, buildings in August and, and, and for SummerSlam uh, that they may have to postpone SummerSlam uh, in Boston. So we don't know. You know, they might know more than me, but it's it's interesting because once football season happens, you know, football is the premier sport in America. People go to football games. Those seats sell out. And that'll be interesting. That is a real test. You know, as much as obviously everyone loves professional wrestling, I'm sure if, if I'm sure if CCW ran a show um, at the uh, charter school or at the uh, Coral uh, Springs gym- Gymnasium, we'd be able to draw 300 people. 300 people would come out, but is it safe to draw 300 people right now next to each other? You know, that's the real question. You know, where does your social, where does the social responsibility come in versus, hey, we want to run a show, we want to wrestle. You know, uh, so it's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting thought, and the NFL will probably be the one that leads the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that just that just is a testament to how great you are doing at your job, because as a fan. Those are the concerns that I would have. How close am I sitting to another person? With the NFL, or maybe I should shift the focus to college, and this is pure speculation for myself. This is no inside reports in terms of my fighting Illini sports coverage. I think what we're going to see with college football is there's going to be a push at some point to get fans back in. And that all comes back to the fact that college football drives a school's revenue. It is the top revenue sport. And without it, you're going to lead to some deficits within the athletic department. That's going to lead to less scholarships as well as some allocation, maybe from the educational side, maybe into the athletic department. And that's something that could affect a school that doesn't necessarily have a top football program, but is still in a power five conference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Matt, and just like college football is a major revenue point uh, for colleges, uh, advertising is a major uh, uh, point for Coastal Championship Wrestling. Let's hear from Boca Stone. Boca Stone Design will create the kitchener bathroom of your dreams. Countertops of all types, granite, quartz, porcelain, and more. 
Cabinets and tile with amazing quality and service with affordable pricing. Call now for a free estimate, 561-362-2085. Licensed, bonded, and insured. Remember, Boca Stone Design. 3601 North Dixie Highway, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431. Call 561-362-2085. And we are back with Peyton Wesner. Uh, he is from Illini Sports Night. He is a producer and a newscaster there. Uh, and, of course, Next Stop, the uh, NXT podcast, very popular. Uh, yeah, Peyton, uh, tell us a little bit about your some of your thoughts about uh, Coastal Championship Wrestling. Man, what is there not to like about CCW right now? Agony, new CCW champion. I mean, and, and the dude's just straight up scary. I mean... This is someone I would not want to see in the locker room if I was a new guy. I mean, just the intimidation factor. He slams the former champ, the then champ, through a casket. And now, what's next? It's quarantine. I mean, is he still out there competing and we just don't know it? Maybe he's bringing his own ref? I have no idea. Maybe he's trying to get more title defenses. I know I would. More title defenses, more money. But I really like what Agony is doing. But then again, I'm not sure if I'd want to hang out with the guy. I mean, he is straight up scary. But whew, Cecil, I mean, have you had any interactions with this guy? Yeah, I mean, you know, I try, I, I try, I'm, I'm trying, uh, uh, Peyton, I'm trying to get an uh, interview with him. Uh, he won't talk to me, um, and we couldn't find him. You know, I've been in the Everglades. Uh, I went to find him in the Everglades. Uh, there's, there's uh, some places down south, but no one can find him. Just when he's booked, he shows up and he does his thing. It's, it's incredible. Man, a mystery. Everglades, great place to look. That would have been my first, like first. That would have been the top place on my list in terms of looking for agony but maybe he's one of those guys as you're alluding to you don't find him he finds you exactly <laughs> no definitely you know uh, uh you know we have definitely some challengers uh, out there we have a new southeastern champion bugs moran um you know you, you have the brazilian destroyer venetius you know like what wh- what do you feel in terms of uh where ccw is going Man, wouldn't I love to see a match between Bugs Moran and Venetius? I mean, Venetius has looked unstoppable. He just comes in, and it's a quick match, a complete domination. But Bugs Moran, the look of him, I think I saw him playing his guitar across from a Seneca in Fort Lauderdale <laughs> a couple months ago. Hey, I'm sure it's him, man. Vacation. I, I think it was him. I, I have no doubt that it was the CCW Southeastern Champion. What that's the match I want to see Bugs Moran versus Venetius. How that match will go, I cannot speculate. I don't want to get on either guy's bad side. Wonderful. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, um, Peyton, you know, you, you your your future obviously uh, is in sports uh, newscasting. Obviously, Illini Sports Night is very popular. Um, you know, tell me what are some of your uh, plans for the future? You know, in terms of your broadcasting career. Well, I appreciate you asking, Cecil. I'm not sure. I I try to keep a positive mindset. I'm a very a person that tries is a person based excuse me i'm a person that really looks to god for answers i'm a very religious person so i just need to stay confident that whatever his plan is i will follow at this point i'm finishing up my graduate my master's degree in journalism at the university of illinois it's been a fantastic experience in which i've been able to produce some great video content really grow as a broadcaster and then after that, we'll just have to see this is such a weird, weird landscape, especially from an economic standpoint. So I would love to come to you and call my shot in terms of what I'd like to do professionally. But I think the big thing for graduates coming out is maintaining a little bit of flexibility. 
being confident in one's ability, being humble, but also being also having a willingness to adjust and adapt on the fly. So whether my future is in professional wrestling, whether it's backstage, I have no idea. That'd be a blessing and a half. But at this standpoint, I'm just going to try to work as hard as I can at what I can control. And hopefully at the end of the day, I'm just doing God, you know, doing what's in God's plan and always giving him the glory. No, 100 percent, Peyton. You know, it's it's uh, with this type of um, with this type of environment, with the, with the epidemic, you know, absolutely, you know, looking towards, you know, God's plan uh, and, and, and where we're going as well. So absolutely, you know, we'd love to see you in uh, CCW in the future. We, we know that you have some great uh, uh, video content, great video skills. You know, you're in the state of Florida. You're, you're talking wrestling. So we would just love to have you back and, and love to have you around CCW uh, uh, in the future. Tell us where we can find uh, Peyton Wessner on uh, social media. Sure, you can find me at PCWESNER, at PC Wessner on Twitter. Hey, give me a follow. I'll follow you back. I love talking wrestling, whether it's the major promotions, WWE, AEW, NXT, which is in WWE. Also love talking about the indies. So hit me up. Let's have some, let's just chat. I love chat and I love the interactions on social media that Twitter affords. And hey, hopefully you will see me back in CCW. Enjoy the product. I cannot speak enough about the product. And yeah, we need to see Venetius. I mean, he looks unstoppable. He's undefeated. I mean, I'm not going to give him the L, but maybe someone else will. Maybe it will be Bugs Moran. Maybe it will be Agony. I'm not sure, but there's a lot to like about Coastal Championship Wrestling. So check it out, and I will be watching as well. Man, uh, love it, Peyton. Um, of course, you can uh, find him on Illini Sports Night on all of the uh, all of his social media, all of those uh, podcast links. I will make sure that it's in the show notes. Uh, we'll have you back soon. Maybe you get you on some commentary for CCW. Definitely some backstage interviews when you're back in Florida. When we're allowed to leave our homes, uh, uh, want to have you down at the uh, training facility uh, talking to our guys because uh, you know you you definitely know the uh, you know the way to get the information out there. So thanks, Peyton, uh, and we'll be speaking to you soon. Hey, it was my pleasure, Cecil. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take care.